0: So as we sit here we try to have mindfulness, so both sati and sampajanya, this all-round knowing. And the more sati we have, the better. For samadhi, however, if we have too much, then this can prevent wisdom from arising. But it's also the basis that... Um, has the potential for wisdom. So there are some recluses, some hermits, who develop their samadhi to a very high degree. And it's only once they've reached the highest level of samadhi that they come around to developing insight. If we are just trying to develop enough collectedness and stability of mind, to develop insight, what's um, just sufficient for that, then we don't have to take it to that degree. But for those who are wanting to develop the special faculties of the divine ear, the divine eye, um, knowing the minds of other beings, then they need a higher level of samadhi. It's slower to go this route, however, Um, But it can be useful once people have gained wisdom. They can use these knowledges, these abilities, um, to teach other people. But in order to reach the end of suffering, uh, this route is slower. So we need to develop our mindfulness and our samadhi well. And as we do this, um, it works to... Uh, develop vipassana, this insight. So we need to develop these these qualities first. So in order to um, cultivate our mindfulness, we bring it to an object like the breath, watching it come in and go, and reciting the word buddha at the same time, until the mind reaches a point of stillness. Both the body and the heart feel very light. And then we can go to develop vipassana, seeing the body as being composed of elements, as being empty, and the mind then itself turns empty, empty from the world. And we'll get the feeling that the mind that's in the world is one thing, and the mind above the world is different. It's more clear. It turns into the uh, gotara-pujita, the gotara-pujana, and this is the yan, the, the, the vehicle, the knowledge that can take us um, over to the other shore. From a putujana, uh, someone who is very thick with the defilements, into a good being, a uh, Kaliachana, and then into a noble being. And the heart is filled with emptiness and purity at the point that point. So here the mind has let go of its attachment temporarily, and we're able to see the clarity and the purity of the mind in this state. But even though it's reached that, still it comes back and it attaches anew into uh, various forms of physicality and mentality and this becomes a cause for us to experience anguish and suffering. Some people ask if we are working in the world, we have a family, is it possible to develop our hearts to this level? But we have to consider that while we're sitting here right now, we all are generous, we all have good zeal, and we're not being heedless. So we just need to work at training our minds. So this time, if we have peace of mind, then we're able to develop wisdom. And we may be able to see into the Dhamma. We can do this, and it's not difficult. At the time of the Buddha, King Bimbisara, um Was a Sotapanna, and so were many, many of his retinue. So he had this, uh, the Bharami, like this, and they'd all developed their Bharami for a very long time prior to that. So, like us here in this life, we need to cultivate and develop the faculties, our spiritual faculties, and our energy. The power of our faith, of our effort, and people's uh, previous cultivation of these qualities will differ. So, some people have a lot of wisdom, but if it's uh, if they're overly heavy towards that, then it can create an unsettled or frantic nature of mind. Other people may have a lot of faith and a lot of energy. So whatever it is we try to practice and wherever we are, we develop and hold mindfulness. And what is it that we are mindful over? Well, whatever the mind finds useful, whatever we like, then we use that. We can take up that one thing. And just like nowadays, how everyone carries their mobile phone with them, and they carry it around everywhere with them, and they have all the information there inside, and they've got all these different apps like Line or WhatsApp, are able to look through different uh, bits of information, and there's no end to it. If we were to spend our whole life on our phones looking through this and that, these different apps trying to find out um, different things. And we did this for our entire life. We wouldn't come to an end of it. And the more that we go through these things, the less peace our minds have. They become really stirred up and chaotic due to this overload of information. So we can see that if our minds have 100% peace, But then we look uh, through different things on our phones. We um, receive a lot of information. Then the peace in our hearts will slowly but steadily diminish. And in the end, we'll be left with zero percent. If we look even more, then we may even go a bit crazy or become depressed. And that's because our minds are low on energy, our batteries are low. So we need to take a rest. We can rest our bodies and allow them to regain their strength. Just like we need to recharge a battery, recharge our bodies, recharge our minds. And when when our minds become in a better state, they're able to gain sufficient energy. Then we can get back to our studies and to our work and be successful in this to one degree. But if what we want to do is cultivate mindfulness and samadhi so that wisdom can arise, we need an even more um, higher level of energy than that. Our minds need to be stronger than that. Because the Dhamma is something very subtle and very deep. So just like a dog that's sleeping on a heap of Unhusked rice. Uh, when it wakes up, it goes and searches for food because it's hungry. But it doesn't have the wisdom to see that there's rice right there, there's food right there. And that if uh, one goes and shells that rice, <coughs> then it's very, the, the grains inside are very clear and clean. And then if one were to boil them up, then they'll be suitable for eating. But dogs don't have wisdom like this, so they go around running all over the place trying to find food. So in the same way, the Dhamma is always with us. This nature of change, of instability, of inconstancy, and the body deteriorating, this is something that is always around us. So we may hear of friends or associates who have experienced pain in their bodies, or maybe they've passed away. Perhaps some people have gotten sick and they're in hospital. So we hear about this all the time. We may even uh, gain news of one of our children that's suffering or in pain. But we always take this uh, in terms of self. We don't see it in terms of nature. We try to control these things, but we don't understand that they're beyond our control. We don't see that this is just the natural state of sankharas, of conditioned phenomena, and our hearts don't accept that truth, because it's a truth that's difficult for us to accept. When we are born, we just want for these conditions to stay strong. We don't want for them to deteriorate. We don't want to um, experience this suffering in the world. So even though devas don't have to go through this physical pain um, and old age that humans do, but when they pass away, then they'll have to take another birth and it may be into a human form And then they'll have to go through this change, experience old age, sickness, and death. And perhaps they may fall to an even lower state than that. And here, uh, it's really heavy, it's really tough. If they fall down to the hell realms or to a hungry ghost, um, then things can get really difficult. So for us, we need to use our time to get to know uh, the nature of these sankharas, And even though really nature is all around us all the time, it's just we don't see the truth of them because the energy and peace of our hearts isn't sufficient to see this truth. So we do need to train ourselves to develop this path every single day, so just like Now, on the weekends, the Saturdays and Sundays, you'll come here to sit in meditation. But also, while you're at home, you do need to carry on this practice as well to find the time to do it. Just like we eat uh, three times a day. Some people too. There are some people who just eat one time a day. Uh, But we eat every day. And we also need to find the time to develop sati and samadhi and do this on a daily basis. We do need to try and put our effort into it because it's an important form of wealth. Even though we may have developed generosity, even though we may keep the five precepts, um, still, if we hear someone gossiping about us, then we can suffer greatly over that. So we do have to uh, develop uh, bhavana, this inner cultivation. Even though we may have a lot of external wealth, if we lose that, or it starts to diminish, then we'll suffer. And this is, we have to meet with these things because we live in the world. And there are these worldly winds that we have to experience, those of praise and blame, of gain and loss, of status and the loss of status, of pain and of pleasure. So therefore, what should we do? How should we proceed? We have to train this quality of mindfulness and also of samadhi and make them firm and well-established in our hearts. We need to put our efforts into training in this way consistently to always try to associate with the wise. So if we have good thoughts in our mind, then those are wise thoughts. So just like a child um, should try to find good friends, and if they don't, um, if they find friends who are very mischievous, uh, then they'll pull them away from their studies and take them towards things like gambling or playing games or getting drunk and maybe they won't be able to pass the examinations at school. So we try to be with the wise externally, and try to find good friends, and they'll be able to take us towards good things. We need to use our wisdom in this, and children need to have wisdom around who they take on as friends. In this world now, um, we need even more wisdom than we had in the, than we did need in the past, because all of the sense impressions that we have to experience are many. There's a huge number of them. Our minds experience so many different things. So these sense, of exper- uh, these sense experiences have increased, but the samadhi that we have in our minds, has decreased. And so the world is now in quite a frantic place. And it's more difficult than it was before for people to understand the Dhamma. And those who do so are very few. There's always uh, the sense of self, of me and mine, of us and of other. And so we need to find wise beings to teach us to teach us a sense of enoughness. This enoughness in knowledge, enoughness in our studies, that we don't need to know everything. We don't need to understand everything. So just like with the pandemic that's going around, we don't need to know all the information about it. We just listen to what's enough for us to live our lives well or like people who have business, uh, businesses. Um, They just know enough about the news, about the economy to be able to pursue their business activity successfully. Um, But the rest, they don't need to know. So we just gain enough knowledge that's useful and we put the rest down. And then we come back to the practice. We can chant itipiso 108 times in one day. And if we are sincere, then we can do this. And this is a good way of bringing about great awareness, mindfulness in our hearts. And when we have this quality of mindfulness internally, it becomes a refuge for our minds. It becomes a source of wealth for us. So just like when we get ill, but we have money that we have stored up, then we can use that to take care of our illness of our body um, so that we can feel at ease. Perhaps if we don't have any money then we have to go to the public hospital and the doctors and nurses, they don't have much time because there are so many patients they have to look after. And it's difficult to get special treatment. It's difficult to uh, find a room or a bed uh, that we can get treatment on. But, if we have money, then we can use that to get better care. So the reason that we have this external wealth is because of all the efforts that we had to put into our jobs and to finding that money. we have this uh, these external resources that we can use so in terms of our inner funds, Um, how do we gain that and what use is that? We see that if we just have external wealth uh, but our minds don't have knowledge, they don't have peace, they don't have wisdom, um, then we won't be able to free ourselves from the suffering that we can get into. So we do need to find this inner source of funds. Uh, inner resources for our minds. And one form of this is associating with the wise qualities internally. It's like seeing the danger in the cycle of samsara. the qualities that allow us to put in effort uh, to train our minds so that they do gain peace, they gain a firm foundation of samadhi. So if we don't do this, if we don't, train in this way, then when the sankaras, the conditioned phenomena, start to deteriorate, then what will we have uh, to struggle, what will we have to use to fight on? Because what's waiting right in front of us is stress, is suffering. And if we don't know this, if we don't see it, if we're heedless, um, then we'll just fall into that suffering. So we need to try and bring up heedfulness, try and bring up clarity. When we see other people going through difficulty, we see old people, we can tell ourselves that I will become old as well. Perhaps we see someone who is sick, someone who is confined to a bed. We tell ourselves that I'll probably be like that as well. So we do need to uh, remind ourselves of these things and to be cautious about these things. So just like uh, we're cautious about our health as well, we need to have mindfulness when we look after our bodies and try to prevent illnesses from coming up. So we also need to prevent illnesses in our mind. And if our minds are weak, then whatever food we like... We'll just go and eat it, and then it's very easy for our bodies to get sick. Um, This food can become a source of illness. But if we know how to eat, then we know how to practice. And this is one teaching of Lumpucha, that if we can contemplate our food and eat well, then we'll know how to practice, we'll know how to uh, meditate, and it's a very true teaching. So the kinds of foods that are dangerous and harmful for our bodies, we need to be careful around them and try to give them up. The foods that are beneficial, then we can eat those. And as we do this, then the health that we have in our bodies will get better. If we don't exercise much, then we start to exercise. If we are too heavy, then we try to lose some weight. But if we don't do this, then it can be very dangerous. So we may eat food that's too salty, food that's too sweet. And uh, we can get high blood pressure, get diabetes. This can go to our brains. It can be very dangerous. So both monks and lay people do need to be careful around food, especially around sugar. We try to reduce the amount that we eat and try to uh, maybe give it up entirely at times. So even though, as children, um, we may have liked those kinds of foods and our bodies may have needed them to grow up, but once we've grown, then we need to start giving them up. We need to start abandoning them. So it's natural for us that, with the kalesas still being in our hearts, that they will stir up our minds and make them chaotic. So we need to come and train, develop these minds. And the mind is something that we are able to train. And if we don't do this, then it'll just follow um, the power of the defilements that are there internally. Because these key laces, they've had rule, they've had uh, control over our minds for a very long time now. But if we train them, through this path of sila, samadhi, and banya, uh, the way that the Buddha taught the most supreme path in the world. Um, So we'll see that this is the most supreme path in the world, that all other paths, they don't really take us anywhere. Wherever we go, eventually we just have to return back home. We don't actually get anywhere. But this path of sila samadhi and panya it's able to take us to peace to samadhi and we'll be able to see that it's of great benefit that it gives us the highest wealth in it, internally this wealth of faith the wealth of sila the wealth of panya so this is a path that we do need to develop and to cultivate and i give my enumot and i rejoice in the goodness of everyone who's uh, been intense on coming to this monastery to make merit. Um, you come often on Saturdays and Sundays like this to raise up your parami, to develop the energy of your heart so that you're able to pass over all of the obstacles that you experience and eventually can reach Nibbana. So may all of you grow in the Dhamma.